How are you guys doing? Great. Great. Cheerful. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to 52. 52. Uh, For your one year mark. Oh, uh, well, I think. 52 weeks in a year. Well, we skipped a week. So it's technically, technically 51. Ep- you just said 48, so that would be 49. No, I get that, but technically 51 would be oh, a 51 year. Oh, 51 is your year mark. I got you. Because I can do math. You're almost there. I can't. Not today. It was like the day was a long day. It was like the week before Carpet Fest last year. It was. So, so how's it going, Robert? It's going well, ish. (laughs) (laughs) Are you tired of being stuck at your house yet? Oh, not yet. Um, Yeah, today's only the first day, so. Oh, jeez. Robert is. Robert's got the COVID. He does not, James. Stop it. God damn it, James. Yeah, quit saying that shit. Just (laughs) quarantined. He's been exposed to the COVID. So he's waiting for it. Because if it happens, that means I'm going to miss Longview and Conroe as well, which will not be good. It's unacceptable. I have presents for you. You have to be there. Right, exactly. (laughs) Wait, wait, that's my birthday in Conroe. I want presents. I I I need to make money. Yeah, that's important. I like money. I like money too. We we finally got our stimulus check. Jeez, Did you? I didn't think I didn't think that thing was ever coming. And, and I didn't buy a single reptile. Wow. I'm buying tires. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel finally got our stimulus check, and that's was the end of it for me. <laughs> I like I like how you said Rachel got. Your <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hit the mic. There we go. We're good. Beat the crap out of it. All right. Uh, before we go any farther, let's hit up our sponsors. Our first sponsor, so we kind of mentioned that Herps Reptile Show. So you can find that herpshow.net backslash shows if you want the dates, or just go to herpshows.net and surf the whole thing. Uh, the next show, or the first show of the year, I guess, is Oklahoma City this weekend. Uh, Robert will not be there. I will not. Because. He got the COVID. He does not. I'm going to smack him for you before this show is over and he is, you're all going to hear a smack. You got to watch out for the Rona. No, James. But he'll be quarantined. So if you need a rack, just still contact him. He's now just going to have to drive out to Oklahoma on his own time, not on showtime. Well, and another vendor was meet from Colorado was meeting me there because she bought like four of my LS7012 tubs and a LS286 tub. So I'm going to take them to Colorado too. See, this sounds a lot like when I was in high school and freshman year, and we had to make a project. We had to make a um, a board with uh, bugs. You had pin bugs to it and write the scientific name on there. It was a little display board. And the day came that it was due, and we knew about it for months. The day came that it was due, and I, of course, didn't have it done yet. You're killing me. So I called in sick that day. Oh, my god! And we went out and collected bugs. My mom yeah. drove me around to the fields because Mississippi State had these uh, – Little containers at the edges of the fields that collect this, that collect bugs, <laughs> uh, so they can study them because they're for scientific research. And I just went and emptied them into my jar so I could use them for my thing. Uh, you are such an. And ass. then I got to school the next day, and, I, and my teacher was like an old hippie, 
I say old. He went old, but he was a hippie, and he. Uh, so I made the board like a Volkswagen Beetle. It was a foam board that you cut out like a Volkswagen Beetle. You're so extra, James. Because he, he did work on Volkswagens, and I turn it in, and I get the grade back, and it's not an A. And I look at him, and he goes, "You know why it wasn't an A?" He knew I wasn't sick. <laughs> Robert's not sick. He just doesn't have that order done, so he's now sick for the show. Oh, yeah, I wish that was true. <laughs> Oh, so that is uh, hopefully the next show is Robert's first show of the year, which will be my first show of the year, Longview, Texas, January 23rd, 24th. I like that one. It's not far from home. It's not far from home. It's like two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. Just on the other side of Shreveport. Yeah, it's about and, three and a half for me. And then uh, the close one for you, the next one is Conroe the weekend after that. That's my birthday weekend. Whoop, yeah. whoop. Whoop, whoop. I got a present in the mail for you today. Can I have it? And yeah. I know what it is. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm tired of you knowing all the presents. <laughs> Look, man, I talk to people. If you talk to Robert, that was a bad idea. No, it's going to be beautiful. What I actually it? texted it to him. I don't know if I want anything beautiful. It's going to be great. Well, all I know is what came in the mail wasn't a snake. So nope. We have another sponsor as well. We do, but we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you what you got for your birthday and then, uh, until your birthday. And then at the end of – there's a break, and then at the end of February, there's the Corpus Christi, Texas show because the Slidell show got canceled. Well, it got canceled in January, and then it got canceled in February because we live in Louisiana, and we're going to be under uh, house arrest for the next year and a half. It's uh, modified phase one with extended until February 10th today. Yeah. House arrest. Till, it's not house arrest. We, I, teachers still have to go to work because who gives a shit about teachers? Yeah. We can just get sick, I guess. Our little petri dishes we teach. So, I don't know when the next Louisiana show will be. As of I, right now, New Orleans is on the schedule. Yeah, I doubt it, too. But we'll see. I doubt it, too. We're, we're like, ground zero. That's not until March. Yeah, I still doubt it. So, damn COVID. Don't be bringing it over here, Robert. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, New Orleans in March, maybe. And then the Bryan College Station show, which is a new one in March. So, and then our other sponsor, who is our other sponsor, Robert? Uh, that's me, uh, Lone Star Reptile Rex. Um, yeah, still haven't thought of anything good to say yet. <laughs> I'm going to work on keeps, that. Katie, Katie keeps saying she's going to do it, but it's been months and months now. Katie has a tendency to say she's going to do lots of stuff for a while, and then like... I do my best work under pressure. Or you do yeah. no work. Or you do something else that is not that work. I feel attacked at this moment. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is the bookshelf from the other night. <laughs> it took you, it took her, I don't know, three, four hours to put together a bookshelf. I blame Netflix. <laughs> I walked but I in there. It's put together right. It is put together correctly. I, after I helped her. helped tighten the Because it wasn't tightened. It wasn't actually. Out. She's like, it's put together. I'm like, that's not put together. I didn't know what they were called, but I couldn't get them to tighten. Because all you had to do was turn the screw. Well, I did the rest of it. I walk in. She'd been in there for like an hour and a half. And all that she has is like three sides of one part of the bookshelf. Like and I was curled up half. on the futon. I wasn't even working on it anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> James bought me a present. and Yeah, I bought her a TV for her, her craft room. And now it's all the hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're just like a couple of TVs shy of having a TV. Now we just got TVs for the bathroom. We'll have TVs in every room. There you go. Just get a shower. Just get ones for the shower. It's true. I got my phone. I just watch YouTube on my phone when I'm taking a dump, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's introduce our guest. Oh, wait, wait. We didn't, we didn't say, okay, so Lone Star Reptile Rex, which is 
Let me see if I can remember this. L S. Reptile uh, what's the website? LSReptileRex.com, James. For some reason, I felt like there was another letter in there, and I knew there wasn't, but I'm like, I couldn't remember if it's LSRRacks.com. Or L- so it's LSReptileRacks.com. Uh-huh. Go yep. get your reptile oh, racks. You can get a rodent rack. You can get a slightly arboreal lizard rack. Have you sold any more of those? I have. I've sold... Uh... Tyler and Sean Colley are getting one. Well, they were supposed to get it this weekend, but they'll get it at uh, Longview. And then I have a actually the giveaway that I did a couple of months ago. Yeah. When I had a thousand people on Instagram, he messaged me the other day and asked if he could get one of those. And he's just going to pay me the difference. So, yeah, I sold a couple. And I think I had another one ordered also. I don't know. I've had so many orders in the last two weeks. Um, Stimulus money. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh, I feel that. Everyone so, ship your stimulus money to Robert. Yes, I appreciate it. Okay, so uh, now, Katie, go ahead and introduce our guest. I know. I found our guest this week. I'm super excited. <laughs> so we have Margaret. I'm not even going to attempt your last name. Oh, because totally fine. They're both a mess. Um, I had it pulled up. It's not that hard when I had it pulled up. I know, but is it spelled? Is it? Does it sound like it's spelled? Mm, the first one doesn't necessarily. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to be. See? That's, that's, that's why, why I didn't try. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's speed. So there's, oh, it's, I was going to say that. speed. Okay, most people say sped or spread. <laughs> uh, there's, yeah. no, there's no R and there's, there's no an R. A in that word. People people say spread Franco. There's no R in either old, of my last names. spread Franco. Yep, it's, yeah, nope, there's, I was going to nope. say speed. The need for speed? Speed Franco. <laughs> yep, speed Franco. Yep. Okay, I did do it right. I feel the need. Yep. The need for we speed. have we actually know someone who I for the longest time thought their last name was Frank. It's not and Frank. there's no it's R Frank. in their last name. It's definitely Frank. And I actually yep. had to look it up online because I thought people were lying to me. I'm a very good. Yeah, one person. of the other vendors at the reptile shows we do. I like, definitely thought it was Frank forever right. too. I was wrong. Yeah. Anyways, we magically put an R in there for no reason. But Margaret has a really awesome website and. Bam. going to end up getting a great deal of my money, I'm afraid. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get to buy any snakes with my money. You don't get to buy anything. Um, I mean, she's got cool stuff. So tell us about small businesses with your yes. stimulus money. It's a solid, us- it's a solid plan. Well, I'm going to let her tell us about it, and yes. then I'm going to tell her my issue. Okay, tell <laughs> us about Paratiger Studio. So I am an illustrator, uh, and I specialize largely in herpetology, but I do... Uh, quite a bit of ornithology too um, and a couple of mammals but mammals are hard so I like to stick with frogs and snakes and cute stuff like that Um, and I do stickers and magnets and posters and stuff like that and then recently uh, I launched a Kickstarter that ended up being funded way past what I expected um, for uh, herpetology-themed card wallets and herpetology-themed backpacks with a little window in the front for, like, They're so cute. Yep, Eda bags. They're so so cute. Yep, so all those and keychains and just herp, illustrated herp merch with just adorable, (laughs) adorable herps all around, so... Well, and it's the the style. I've noticed there's a handful of people I'll see post on Facebook. It's that cartoony, but not cartoony, like realistic style. It's yes, it's it's I'm definitely very noticeable. Like it's it's when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, I, I know that. Don't let Lily and Rachel see it. 
They have their own money. I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through. Where's? Oh, there it is. I was looking for the the backpacks. I found them. They are so cute. Oh, the lanyards. That's new. That wasn't yeah, on the website the last time I saw it. There, uh, yeah, I got a I bunch know. of pre-order stuff on there right now. I have uh, 29 different wooden pins and a little frog lanyard that's on there, and I'm so excited for both of them. Okay. And I actually had to contact my manufacturer because I put them up for pre-order, and I pre-ordered 100 of each of the lanyards because there's ones with a little like quick-release safety clasp in case you have right. children that like to pull on it and you don't want to choke right um, or there's ones without it uh and i sold over a hundred like i more people pre-ordered than i had originally pre-ordered the hundred for that's so and cool i was thinking i was gonna have extras for the narbc show in st louis which obviously just got canceled and i'm I'm not salty about it at all. It's fine. I'm not. I just want to go to shows. Uh, but I had to contact my manufacturer and be like, hey, I actually need like an additional hundred of each of these. So, hi, here's my money. <laughs> so you need to drive down to Welcome Longview. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I just I just did an 18-hour drive to Pennsylvania and back oh. and to Virginia. Well, to Pennsylvania, to Virginia, and then back to the St. Louis area. So I'm good on driving oh. for a while. <laughs> That's brutal. Where are you based at? Where do you uh, live, I guess? Just outside of St. Louis on, like, the oh. Illinois side. So, yep. I'm, gotcha. I'm in the greater St. Louis area. Yep. Little little town just outside so, of St. Louis. So, what made you get into this type of the herpetology field, I Does guess? I think your question? Through? I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. I what apologize. You, you, uh, I'm yeah, just, uh, I'm distracted. You were on your phone. I was trying to use the mouse on the computer. The washing machine sounds like a plane taken off in the background. We're all a mess today. It's fine. Oh, I, man. I quit. My brain quit working in the middle of a sentence earlier. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, so about two years ago, I've, I've been drawing like the cliche, like, oh, I've been drawing for forever. But um, about two years ago, uh, I finished college um, and uh, I moved to St. Louis and I was looking for a job in my degree field, um, which is not art and is not herpetology and it's not any of those things. It's actually in teaching English and Mandarin Chinese. Um, <laughs> so I was looking for a job teaching English uh, to speakers of other languages. And in the meantime, I decided to make an Etsy shop um, just to kill time while I was hunting. And in less than a month, uh, I it was like a full-time income. It blew me out of the water. My first day I had over 50 orders and I was like, I don't know what to do with this, but I guess this is what I'm doing now. And over time it evolved. I started doing birds more at first. Um, and then I realized there are a bunch of weirdos that love reptiles as much as I do. And they're getting super excited about the fact that I'm drawing snakes. And so slowly oh, yeah. over time it evolved more from, um, birds and mammals to very quickly uh into herpetology and i've really leaned into the herpetology side of my work over the past year with um a lot more like frog designs and lizard designs and whatnot and a whole series of little snakes uh and using their their actual colors as um 
inspiration for drink flavors. Yeah, the drink flavors are the milkshake ones and all that were cool. Yeah, I, I really like doing those. I am thankful to... I haven't been able to draw in forever because I've been so busy filling orders um, that I actually took... I'm currently on a break until uh, until the 20th of January. Like, orders are coming in, but there's a little note that's like, hey, uh, you can't... Or, like, this isn't going to be shipped out until the 20th because there's stuff around my office. I'm looking around. I just cleaned my office yesterday. I'm so proud. Um, that There's stuff that needs to be updated that needed to be updated since 2018. But I've been so busy filling orders that I have not had the time to update it. So uh, it's been insane but i really like where i'm at right now and the fact that people are like what do you do for a living and i'm like i draw snakes and cups and then i have to go into a whole spiel about it usually but it's (laughs) i really like it i like the fact that i get to i get to go hang out at the st louis zoo for work and go to reptile shows for work and like that's i really love what i do and i'm starting to move more into um the science communication side of it now with uh scientific posters so oh, cool. i'm excited to get to to get to uh to do herpetology and get to do art when i didn't think i would get to do either of those things which is why i majored in english and chinese so that's so awesome so i've got one problem <laughs> all these designs I was, waiting. I was waiting all right there's, what's your problem there's no sand boas <laughs> Yes, she Where? Um, yes, I have two Kenyan sand boas. Mm-hmm. I have two drinks. It's not on the wallet. Not on the wallets. No. No, there's not because I actually asked, and there wasn't enough in there wasn't enough interest in sand boas for the wallets. There so, is. Uh, trust me. Uh, <laughs> would you like to buy fifty sand boa wallets yourself? To- no. I, yeah. I, I do. I would. I would like you design a slightly more masculine wallet that I can carry that has a snake on it. Yeah. That's the only problem. <laughs> I actually about 30 to 40% I'd have to pull up the actual numbers of people who are buying the wallets like not necessarily the bags as much but the wallets are men so I I think you're just a wimp but I I, I can't put something with a tail in my pocket I just can't do it just put it on <laughs> I, don't, I don't put it on a yeah, I'm not wearing a lanyard wallet <laughs> I just had a, I just had an image of him with a lanyard and one of these wallets. Oh my god, my sides! Oh, <laughs> this is fabulous. I mean, I, I don't put it around my neck or anything. I just like either like clip it to like the belt, like the belt loop of my pants, or chuck it in my pocket. That's, it's fine. That's not at all the issue that I thought you were going to bring up. What? What's my? Issue? I thought you were going to say something else. What oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, <laughs> No, my bi- my big issue is is what you call the snakes. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. It, uh, it it's oh, they're noodles. They're not noodles. I'm aware that a lot of people they're have not a danger noodles. You don't boop noodles. Yep. I, I will say I'm not the type of person who is like, oh, I'm gonna boop the stew because I don't want to oh. freak my snakes out. I like Ooh. my snakes to trust me. I'm not going to go up to my Mexican black king snake and be like, boop, he would trust me and he would let me do that. But I'm not going to do that to him because I don't want to traumatize him. <laughs> I love it. But Danger Noodle Drink at- is, it's like, oh. it appeals, it appeals to a lot of people that aren't necessarily in, like, they're, 
I've had a lot of people who see them and they're like, I don't like snakes, but that's adorable and I want to buy it. And I'm like, yes, yes this is my goal. <laughs> it's coming I, in. Oh, man. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the poster you have of the New, the New Caledonian geckos. Yep. And that's an awesome poster. Thank you. I'm I'm excited to be doing more of those. I have uh, a couple of posters in progress right now. Um, right now, I'm working on one of the crocodilian species of the world. Um, not crocodiles, but like all of crocodilia. Um, and one of uh, the sea turtles of the world. Uh, one of the genus Thamnophis. And I have another one, but I can't think of it right now. It's it's buried because I have not had time to draw lately. What? <laughs> and there's a couple things you can tap into, and you've already tapped into part of it. Uh, you could do like ball python morphs because you already oh, got uh, a handful of those. I was just thinking of those. I I'm doing. Huh, this is why I haven't had time to work on it in a while. I'm doing a giant square poster of. Uh, have you seen like where people take paint chips and they like make like a pretty gradient from one color to another? Yeah. So I'm doing that but with like a square grid of ball python morphs but i think it comes out to like 125 morphs or something like that i can't remember if i have a 20 by 20 grid or a 25 by 25 grid i need or, to get no, you to do not one 25 by 25 15 by 15 or 10 by 10 but it's a I, ton there's so I, many i need to request one with sambo morphs <laughs> i if you can get me photos I will do oh, I a sandboa morph one. I can get you photos of all the sandboa morphs for you, sure. You do that. I will do a sandboa morph one. I love doing posters. It's very. So do plastic. you? Do you have reptiles? Do you keep I as do. well? Mm -hmm. Yep. I uh, I have Katie. You're gonna love this. I have a Mexican black king snake. Uh, uh, did you Did you buy it at two hundred and fifty dollars? No, actually, I got it from. Uh, I knew the breeder that I got it from. I got him for I think 150 or 125. That's still insane because they used to be it 40. Is, it is, but oh, I love him. He's an overdramatic little ass, but I love him. <laughs> One um, day. He is the sweetest snake that I have ever held. He is. He's so chill. Um, and Mine's that's like that too. The, go ahead. I was the, saying my big male. He's like that too. He's just super chill. Yeah. Yeah, he's super chill. He's actually the very first snake that a couple of my friends have held because I'm like, listen, it feels like a sentient basketball. It doesn't feel slimy. He's just going to sit in your hand. Come hold him. Um, <laughs> so I have a Mexican black king snake who's a little over a year old. Um, and I have two neonate garter snakes um, who I cannot hold right now because they're <laughs> so tiny and so fragile and so quick. And I have become very well acquainted with the smell of garter I'm musk. They musk, they musk well, all over you. Yeah, I haven't had to deal with musk in a while because my Mexican black king snake is so chill. He like musked at me for like the first like two weeks that I had him, and then after that, he's never he just doesn't musk anymore. Um, and then I am actually uh, a friend of mine um, is currently preparing a bioactive enclosure for me. That's thirty six by thirty six by 18 um, awesome. that I because I knew I wanted like a big display enclosure for my living room because um, I live alone nobody can tell me not to um, <laughs> and my landlord <laughs> likes reptiles and I'm buying a house later this year so I will have one of my rep one of my requirements for a house is a room I can turn into a reptile room um, yep. so I'm getting like this huge enclosure and I'm trying to decide whether I want to put a very spoiled giant snake echo in it 
or if I want to get a lychee. And the only reason I'm questioning it is because I'm like, do I want to spend lychee money on a gecko right now? Let's say I, you must make a lot of good money on pictures because on these drawings, because I know that I've never thought, ooh, I could afford a lychee. <laughs> I, that, that, my thing is like, I could afford a lychee. I don't know if I want to spend lychee amounts of money right now on a gecko. <laughs> but like, my that. thought is, if I get a giant day gecko. I'll just transfer it to a different enclosure later and reuse the 36 by 36 for a lychee. It's just a matter of deciding what I want to spend right now. Um, and then I actually am also getting uh same friend who's prepping uh, that enclosure for me. Her name is Emily. She uh, runs Eckelberg Exotics. Um, she Hello, had Emily. a boa constrictor surrendered to her who, this poor thing, she has scarring on her back from uh from like her prey attacking her and the guy has like the guy that he got her from breeds rats and but he kept her like in the same room as his like rodent population so she was just constantly smelling food and incredibly food aggressive because she's a boa constrictor (laughs) they're very food motivated and uh he was told or she was told that like you know this boa constrictor is crazy you'll never be able to hold her she'll strike at you she you know i can't keep her anymore because she's too crazy she's three years old um and he was overfeeding her too so she is thick she is on a diet right now (laughs) no one overfeeds boas she's so she's so fat she is on a heck of a diet right now i I Um, say that feed knowing that i fed my boa three large rats last night yeah it's she was she was she's gonna get she's being fed like once a week like two to three rats like once a week or once every two weeks for like her whole life see mine Um, i'm just kind of fattening her up right now because i'm about to breed her so i'm just putting a little bit of weight on her but i keep her slim most of the year yeah but uh she um my friend took her in and put her in quarantine and uh she has never struck once she is completely handleable and chill and all of her like vet tests passed and the guy was like you'll never be able to get her on frozen thawed she would only eat live for me yeah right he took frozen thought instantly and i'm like great fantastic so i'm currently in the process of purchasing stuff to build like a big custom enclosure for her for my dining room um and i'll be getting her uh in like a month or two so yeah i've I've never met a boa that did not want to eat yep. anything <laughs> just any sort of rodent in front of their face mm-hmm. so oh, you yeah. said you're getting that from emily yep from emily at uh Eckelberg exotics yeah yep. she has a couple of my racks she um oh cool she bought one when we did a fundraiser for jt after his house fire oh yep she bought the one that i donated and then ended up buying another one and i shipped them both at the same time yeah, she just, I know she just redid her, she just redid, like, um, a bunch of stuff in her, I'll call it, it's technically a reptile room, it's like an office space in her condo, it is my favorite place to just go and chill and have, um, Jumeril's boas just sit and chill on my neck for hours on end. I love visiting her house. <laughs> So, and I actually have to do that in like a week or two to go pick up some stuff from her. So, uh, I'm picking up ice, isopods and some other stuff from her. So, yeah. So I keep, That's... I have three snakes getting some sort of other gecko. I was going to get it at the St. Louis show, but clearly I'm not doing that unless I get it at the show me show. Um, 
and uh, boa constrictor, which a Lichianus gecko and a boa constrictor are two of my dream reptiles. And so I'm like, 2021 is off to a solid start. <laughs> <laughs> when you mentioned isopods, that's another one that would make an awesome drawing for posters. I was going to say, I have I have two isopod stickers and two isopod magnets right now. And I have reference photos from Emily and from a show to do an isopod poster, but I haven't quite decided how many isopods to include and which ones to include yet because there's, there's a lot I'll, of options I'll, yeah. I'll give you some good I'll, I'll shoot you a message with some good ones i breed okay. isopods i love isopods yeah people love people get really excited when they see that i have isopod stuff because they're like oh i love isopods and i was like i didn't realize like i do some invert stuff but i didn't realize how much people loved isopods until i really started getting into shows and whatnot oh, yeah. and i was like i need to do more isopods so that's why i have the the uh the ducky one because duckies are adorable yeah and uh what p expansus i think is the other one that i have so yeah i was looking at them and then you can add like uh zebras are always good dairy cows are great yep clowns uh clowns are great yep yeah there are several different versions of clowns yeah i have i have like a big my phone i have over 50 albums on my phone like three of them are personal they're like you know favorites and like photos with like some friends of mine and then like photos from like an event the rest are just are just reference photos for work (laughs) so yep and i have a i actually have a uh you can also do this if you get bored uh on my website i have a suggested animal tab that goes directly to a google doc that um Oh, I see it. Yep, that you can submit any animal you want. It does not guarantee that I'll do it, but it does guarantee that it'll put it on my potential to-do list. So I want to say I have over 500 submissions on that Google Doc right now. I like the uh, Protect Scary Animals one. Thank you. Yes, that one's cool. I <laughs> I actually I did that design out of spite. Um, I was on Facebook, which was already a terrible idea, um, at like like two in the morning, and there was a post that was a bunch of people advocating for killing any shark that bit a human. Like fatal or not, like no just no questions, kill any shark that bites a human. And I was like, I have so where do I begin with this? And I called my best friend and I went off on a rant for like an hour and a half and i was like people do not understand that we need to protect scary animals and i was like i gotta go i gotta go draw something (laughs) so i made that one out of spite but it is one of my favorite designs that i've ever done and uh part of the profits go to a reptile education organization well they do more than just reptiles but an education organization that does work with reptiles um currently part of the profits are going to animal wonders which is a animal rescue and education uh nonprofit in missoula montana so and they have a youtube channel too if people want to check them out they have a bunch of really cool animals and they do really good work so well and like i was looking around and the prices are like really good the your frog lovers magnet pack which comes with three awesome frog magnets is only like 750 yeah i it's actually part of my business model is making my stuff as affordable as possible while still obviously keeping me in business but like i want my stuff to be as accessible to people as possible and so that's why i have stuff that ranges literally from a dollar fifty to like a hundred bucks because i know 
that like a lot of people are really into reptiles, but they can't have one right now. And so if there are people who are like, I really want like a mystic potion ball python, but I can't have one right now, I could also buy a $3 magnet of it. And that is a lot more accessible for a lot of people. And they still get to express their love for that reptile. So, or bird or whatever, because I have like birds and dinosaur costumes and a bunch of other stuff so but i like your attention to detail because you've got the the crested gecko magnets mm-hmm. but then you have them in two forms you have the crested geckos mm-hmm. with tails and then you yep. have the frog butt crested geckos with tails. <laughs> and i did that even for the for the pins that i'm getting done because currently there are uh wooden pins up for pre-order on my shop um which i'm so excited for i I am like vibrating with excitement waiting for those to come in because they are adorable and they're made out of like wood, which is a lot more ecologically sustainable than enamel and uh, metal pins. Um, And I have a crested gecko pin and I have a frog butt crested gecko pin, which is also kind of a a business choice because if people buy a crested gecko with its tail, they might need to later buy a frog butt version as well if they (laughs) think it's too badly. And I like the the keychains look really cool. I like that green tree python keychain. That one, I cannot keep that one in stock. Like I just ordered... I just ordered 125 more keychains. Um, I had to restock a couple of things, and I'm getting Protect Scary Animals keychains in. And I also had to message my manufacturer and be like, hi, can I add on a last-minute order of an additional 50 of these? And she's like, did you mean this one? You just ordered this one. I was like, I know. That was before Christmas. <laughs> Robert, you need to get uh, her Cookies and Cream Snake Milkshake one, which is a palmetto corn. Oh, I didn't see that. Yep. There's a palmetto corn. I'm finally getting into, uh, I, oh my goodness. I love the snake drinks. Yeah. If you don't like the danger noodle drinks, I also just call them snake drinks. Um, (laughs) because sometimes people are like, why are you calling them noodles? And I say, because it appeals to people who want to call them noodles. And I have, I have opinions about calling snakes noodles. I don't think it's a problem if you continue to treat the snake like a snake and you don't treat it like a noodle. But um, I think I think it opens accessibility to people who would otherwise be afraid of snakes. And if they think of it as a sentient noodle that you need to sit and respect, then it makes it a little bit less intimidating to them if it's just a a big, scary snake. Um, But I love doing the snake drink series, but I haven't had time. I it, it takes me it takes me seven or eight hours to do one of those designs from start to finish. Um, And. I have a list. Let me pull up my Trello. Well, say they're very detailed, especially like the the garter snake around the berries and all. That's yep. uh, very and that's detailed. actually I have a sticker of that design on my garter snake's enclosure because I have a red sided garter, a California red sided garter. Oh really? Um, yeah, I I love him. His name is Ramses. He's uh, dramatic, and I actually I got him and my hybrid garter from Emily and Ed at Snake Discovery, um, who are are were great to work with and i love both my garters they're great um yeah i have over 51 planned designs for the snake drinks i've done 11 i want to say uh and i've been doing these since 20 so the trick is to do them in like a series like this series is out now and then it goes away and you bring in a new series and that way people get excited when you bring back the ones you had 
six or seven months ago. I was going to say, people get excited now when they see that I'm working on one because they're like, oh my goodness, it's been like five months since you put one of these out. And I'm like, I know, I've been crazy busy. Yeah, so, ah. <laughs> so, if you, so if you take some off when you add some and then you bring them back later, they're new to, to newer people. Yeah, I, I do that um, actually with my apparel. Some, the, some of my apparel is uh, limited time. Um, is only available for a limited time with the snake drinks because I had like lineups of them with their buy and trinomial nomenclature and some other stuff. Um, but I, I'm finally getting into alcoholic drinks, which I wanted to do for a long time. Um, and I finally got to do that with a, uh, a, what is it? Variated, very, variated, variable bush viper. There we go. My brain is not working. Um, with a peach daiquiri so uh i mean i'm not saying reptile people like to drink i'm just saying that may do well in the reptile hobby my first (laughs) reptile show that i went to i was setting up and i was very flustered because my car broke down and i did not get to the tinley show to set up until 5 a.m the morning of um and I, I didn't even get to the venue until, I want to say, 7.30 the morning of or something like that. I was very flustered. The guys next to me looked at me and they said, you seem like you could use an adult apple juice. And they pulled out two things of reds and they were like, do you want two now or do you want one now and one later? And I said, I'll take two now, please. <laughs> <laughs> so did you vend the, the last October Tinley they had? Um, in twenty twenty eight, no nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was there. Um, I was there. I was very flustered, uh, b- because of aforementioned car breaking down in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> on my way up from central southern Illinois. But yes, I was there. That was our the only one we've been to, and I I don't remember seeing you. You weren't shoved in one of the rooms, were you? No, I wasn't. But my branding was a little bit different. Um. My, um, I was kind of in like a weird corner. Like there were some people who were specifically looking for me that couldn't find me for a while. Um, but I was over by, I'm trying to think I was over in like a back corner. It was a really weird spot. It was a weird show. I still, it was still totally worth it and a ton of fun, but it was a very strange show. Um, we were, we were in a back corner also. We vended that We kind of, well, we hopped on somebody, a friend of ours table and vended, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to go back to shows now that like I took this month off to catch up and reorganize stuff and redid a bunch of branding stuff. Uh, but of course, every time I sign up for a show now, COVID is like, ha ha, no. <laughs> so, yes. But, uh, I, I definitely suggest anybody go get the anything with the Miss Snakes were made one on it. It's <laughs> one that's got a red, it's got a red tail boa. I'm all for that. I love red tail. It's just funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's got it's got a it's got a red tail boa uh, wrapped around a uh, a d twenty dice with a, a nat one showing that just says my snakes were made. So I mean, if you like if you like tabletop RPGs and if you like snakes, it's a perfect combination. It's actually <laughs> I have like a drawstring bag with it on it that serves as my dice and like general TTRPG bag for when I go to D and D. So. It's very fitting. I also have on a mug. <laughs> I, also, I just saw your greeting cards also. Yeah, I have a bunch of those actually that I put. I prepped a ton of them because the the NARBC show in St. Louis was on Valentine's Day weekend and it got canceled. So if you need <laughs> reptile themed Valentine's Day cards, I have those. I have so many of them. Are those, are those posted online? 
they're about to be. I uh, that is on my to do list tomorrow because I how saw many them. how many are in a pack? Are they are they kid friendly? I could totally give those to my students. <laughs> they are totally kid. I very much try to keep my stuff kid friendly because a lot of people buy stuff for their kids uh i don't think aside occasionally i swear on my twitter but like there's nothing on my site that's not kid friendly but there there are three up on my site right now um they all have snake drinks on them and i'm gonna continue to call them snake drinks because one it's faster than danger noodle drinks and two i don't want james to just sit over there seething every time i say danger. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. yeah no problem um so there are three up right now i have seven others that are going up there are currently there's a pack of three up there right now one says i love you so matcha because it's a matcha green tree python um there's one that says i love you very much that has a california red-sided garter snake and with that's like a wild berry smoothie and then there's one that says i love you a latte with a uh a mocha conda, a toffee yeah. yeah a toffee conda uh hog <laughs> western hogdos or plains plains hogdos snake um that's like a hazelnut latte so yep and then i have i have one going up with a crocodilian that says you're a one in a million crocodilian and there's 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 yeah, i'm thinking my co-workers ones. might be getting reptile related valentine's day <laughs> yeah. we don't celebrate valentine's day at our house yeah, um, I, I, we actually have a lot of people that give me crap about it every year and i'm like look we just don't we never have. I'm spoiled, and if I want to be spoiled every day, then I am. And he doesn't just get one day a year to do that. So that's way. how it's hey, like, well, it is. <laughs> this has worked out for almost 16 years, so we're doing okay. But I do have a lot of friends and coworkers that like Valentine's Day. So. I just like the idea of handing a lot of like female <laughs> teachers who snake fans cards with snakes on that that also yeah (laughs) see like i said there are people who don't like reptiles and don't like snakes like an old roommate of mine hated he when we met would not look at a snake he would not like he wouldn't even look at cute pictures he avoided the room in my house that had my snake in it he would he could not stand them but i showed him the snake drinks and he was like oh shit those are adorable and i was like ha <laughs> <laughs> all right and by the time we had been friends for i want to say three or four months and he held my mexican black king snake and i was very proud of that so even people who don't like snakes like the snake drinks because they're like oh shit it's coffee i like coffee oh it's a snake it's still it's still a snake but it's coffee and i like coffee more than i don't like snakes <laughs> well so. it's funny our last couple episodes we talked about like gifts like christmas gifts and all but this is definitely like if anybody missed out on getting reptile Christmas gifts for somebody, definitely or birthday gifts or birthday gifts. My birthday gifts come up. That's it's a lot. Of, there you go. That's how often do you get hit up for like uh, logos and stuff? I assume just have, that your artist people hit you up for logos a lot. Um, I don't I don't do them very often, mostly because commission work really stresses me out because I have, and this is just a rough estimate, seven billion things on my to do list at a time. Uh. <laughs> But I have taken on a couple of them. Um, I took on one that was like a, a ball python that was, uh, it was a, a super fire ball python that was covered in tattoos because both of the breeders were tattoo artists. Um, and they just, they bred snakes as a hobby. Uh, and I've taken on one that was a 
ball python that was, you know, surrounding a bunch of dice because all of the breeders' snakes went out with a set of TTRPG dice that matched the color of oh, that wow. python, which was really cool, and that's why I took it on. I was like, that's sweet. I I can get behind this. Um, but I don't do I don't do a whole lot of commission work anymore. I used to, but I th- <laughs> I'm currently like I don't think I'm going to take any uh, any commissioned work on until probably at least July because I have I haven't gotten to draw for myself. Like I get I get lucky if I get to draw once a month right now. So uh, well, and I ask that because there's there's a thing in this hobby where like as soon as someone gets one snake, they end up getting ten snakes, and then they want to be a breeder, and then yep. their first thought is I need a logo. And I'm sure they reach out and, like, you get a ton of people who are like, I need a logo, and they haven't bred a single thing yet. Right. Yeah, that's why I took both of those, because, like, they, I got, like, I talk to all my clients before I take their work, and I find out what they do. It's what, like, I don't really do logo work very often to begin with, most of my stuff, because I'm not, I'm not a graphic designer. I, the closest I've come to graphic design recently is my peach daiquiri snake drink. Uh, has a logo on it for a fictional bar and brewery called <laughs> Bushmaster Bar and Brewery that I came up with in approximately 30 minutes at 5 in the morning because I wanted to go to bed, but I also wanted to finish the design to post it. Uh, but I'm not a graphic designer. I am an illustrator, and there is definitely a difference. Uh, oh, yeah. So most people hit me up, and they're like, hey, I need a logo. And I'm like, that's great. I'm an illustrator. Do you want an illustrated logo? Because that's what I can help you with. I just feel like... Most people probably hit you up for it, and then you tell them how much, and then they just never answer you again. Yeah, I've gotten – I mean, I've been doing commissioned work since I was 13. I'm 22 now. Um, so I've been doing commissioned work for almost a decade now, and I've just gotten used to being like, hey, here are my rates because I run two online shops and a business, and I still need to get approximately seven to eight hours of sleep at night and have a social life, so here are my rates. And then people are like, oh – I was expecting five dollars. I'm like, that's great. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, like that's... MS Paint, you could get Procreate Pocket for five dollars and design it yourself on an app, or you could pay a professional's price to get professional work. So you choose. Yeah, I, I made my first uh logo in like two thousand five myself free from clip art and stuff on a computer, and it wasn't until about I don't know, five, six years ago I was like, you know what? No. I'm gonna pay someone to make a logo, and and I and I did. And I, again, it's not cheap, and it shouldn't be cheap. I mean, it takes time, and if, you know, the the problem is the people that get into it, they're trying to figure out the cheapest way to get to making not money, right? So, yeah, obviously, it's not a cheap way to getting to making money. Yeah, I will say I do have a high level of sass at this point when people, because usually if people just leave me alone and they don't question it, I'm like. What, like I'm not gonna hound them about it, obviously. But if people are like, "Why is this this much?" and I tell them like it takes this amount of time, and they're like, "Well, if it takes you this amount of time and this is minimum wage, then why? What am I paying you this much for?" And I'm like, "Well, first of all, because <laughs> I have spent over a decade. I have spent going on 14 years now perfecting a craft pretty much every day to be able to produce what this does. So you could study and practice and." blood sweat and tears for 14 years to possibly be able to produce something that you want like of that caliber or you could save yourself 14 years and you could pay a professional to do it now you choose 
So well, it's like tattoos. People yeah. go into oh, yeah. a, a nice tattoo mm. shop and, and they'll tell them, and it's going to be six, seven, eight hundred dollars for what they want. And they go, Well, my cousin's got a friend that'll do it in his apartment for 200 bucks. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that's That's the one part of my job where I'm like, I might sound like a cold hearted bitch when I say this, but at the same it's time, okay. it's like, don't come to me asking for professional work to be done and not expect a professional price. So Robert gets the same thing because they assume because Robert gets so much of his uh, material in bulk, it's cheap for him. So therefore the rack should be cheap to sell. <laughs> yep. and it's funny. They'll, they'll, they'll try to tell me how they could do it for this price. And, and I said, so I guess I shouldn't make any money for doing it. I should just do it for free and give you as a pass through. And that usually shuts them up. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm designing a, a custom enclosure for my boa constrictor right now. And like, I'm only comfortable with doing that because I have like a ton of ex experience with construction and engineering and design work, but I could not imagine going to somebody who professionally designs and builds racks and being like, hey, give this to me at cost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would just immediately drop dead from the embarrassment. Now, the, the best was the guy that asked Robert for the plans on how to build the rack. Yikes. Yikes. Yes. I, yikes. I've had probably five emails or Facebook or Instagram messages in the last couple of weeks. Hey, where do you buy your PVC from? <laughs> That's usually the response they get is either nothing or one girl. <laughs> one girl said, hey, I see that you read the message and you haven't responded. I said, I buy it from a PVC supplier. Minimum order is 100 sheets. She didn't respond. <laughs> my, my response simply when she says that would have been, yep. And then I just moved on. Yeah, yeah. I do. I get people occasionally who message me and first I deal with art theft all the time. Like I imagine people trying to trying to sell just copy your stuff and sell it. I have I have the DMCA takedown form bookmarked on my like on my browser. That's how often I have to deal with it. Um and but like <laughs> there are some people who just take it without asking and then I pursue, you know, a DMCA takedown and get that taken off. Or there are people who message me and they're like, Hey, can I, you know, can I buy your files from you? And I say, no. And they're like, well, why not? It's just a file. And I'm like the most like precious thing, like the, the thing that is worth the most at my job is not like the $2,000 of cutting equipment that I have or my computers or my printers or anything like that. It is the files like the high res files of my art on my ipad and you are basically asking hey can i just borrow something that if i decided to distribute it would make your entire business completely null void and useless cool thanks i'll pay you five bucks well and like breeders get that all too people assume since the breeder didn't physically give birth to the snake that they should just give the snake away for really cheap <laughs> i'm like there's a, the reason it costs us is because it costs us. If you don't want to pay it, then move. Someone else will pay the money that people are asking. Yep. Yeah. I... Uh, it, it happens in everything. People people want the cheapest way. And don't get me wrong. I will sh I will shop the hell out of something to find the cheapest oh, same. quality version of something. But I'm not going to be like, get pissed off and go, you won't sell it to me for cheaper than you should? So Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I got my I got my garter snakes from Emily and Ed. Uh, from Snake Discovery, and I know them. Like I've been to their shows. Um, like I'm, uh, like I, I 
I know them and I interact with them regularly and I'm a patron of the, them on, on Patreon and whatnot. And they offered, um, I'm not going to give exact amounts, but like a pretty <laughs> steep discount when I bought snakes from them because like I've, I've, I've donated some stuff to their new reptile zoo for their classroom. Like one of the gecko posters, like the 18 by 24 um, oh, yeah. gecko poster there's one of those that i i donated because i had an extra and i was like hey do you guys want to use this for because i really like what they do with the education like reptile education is really important you, to should, me. you should you should get them to sell your stuff in their shop they emily somebody should reach out to them and just be like hey <laughs> you should do this on the retail side because i i'm not going to be that awkward person that's like Hey, so like, if you wanna, you wanna like carry my stuff, uh, even though I know them well enough that I'm sure Emily would like either say yes or no very, like, because she could sell those posters in the shop, easy. Yeah, um, I'm sure if enough people were like, you should carry Terra Tiger Studio stuff, I don't know, maybe they'd, maybe they'd be like, (laughs) oh, maybe because I do wholesale, like I sell my stuff wholesale. There are reptile shops that sell my stuff around the world, actually, um. But yeah, I they they offered me a discount on my snakes, and I could not, in good conscience, pay what they were offering me for a discount. So I met in the middle, and I was like, "Well, like, I'll accept this with like I'll accept this amount of discount, but like this is nuts. I'm not paying this little for you know this kind of a snake because yeah. I mean even when I got my Mexican black king snake, like I still I I paid like a slight discount on him, but like I can't. I could never go and ask somebody for a free snake. <laughs> trust me, you may not be able to, but there's plenty of people at a reptile show that will. Oh, I know. Oh, trust Animal me. Animal morph market. Animal morph. The most I ever ask, and it's got to be like a snake that's like over 400 bucks, mm-hmm. is I'll ask for free shipping. I'll, I'll at least ask the breeder, and if they say no, I'm like, all right, I at least had to try. Yeah. Like, but if it's like a seventy dollars snake or a hundred and fifty, I'm not asking free shipping. When the shipping is the same amount as the snake, that's just, <laughs> like that just means that that person gave you the snake for free for free because they paid the shipping cost. So yeah, when I'm when I'm paying six hundred bucks for a snake, I sometimes ask for free shipping. Yeah, but yeah. I like how right, you so say, I like how you say you won't pay leechy money, but you're like ah, oh, if I spend six hundred dollars on a snake, I get it. That's probably a breeder. Oh but my like, god. <laughs> No, it's it's, still ridiculous. Katie's like, but here's the thing: I can breed that six hundred dollars samboa in a couple years, whereas like the lychee, I can't afford two, and I'm horrified to put a second one with the first one. I tell you what, because they kill each other. Once Frankenboa has paid us back from her surgery anymore, she looks good. Once she's paid us back from her surgery, then we can talk about investing some more. What's well, on breeder again? This she owes me babies. three babies that we can sell at a decent price. <laughs> yeah, snake surgery ain't cheap. No. Yikes. Yeah, no. Uh, all right. So to our question of the week. So our on our on our Facebook page, our question of the week was: If you are breeding and selling, are you registered as an LLC? And I had to add, uh, why did you do it? Because there were a lot of yeses that popped up, and I wanted to know why. And I guess it's really not just breeding and selling. No, Robert. You do, uh, you know, Robert sells, builds and sells racks. Um, Margaret's got all of her art. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our friend Tracy that does a bunch of also different crafty things as well um, with Simply Southern Crafted. Isn't that the name of her? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, as soon as I said it out loud, I was like, wait, I may have gotten something wrong. But yeah, so Simply Southern Crafted. Um, so, I mean, you know, we do know a lot of people in the hobby that don't do the animal side of things, but 
still have their own little business. Well, there were some interesting answers, and, I, and I'm going to have Robert tell me his in a second, but I wanted to go through some of the answers first. Um, Lance Kirkman said yes to protect you and the family from nutcases who want to sue for kicks and giggles. That was pretty much everybody's reason. Let's say everybody's. Most people's reason was uh, fear of suing, getting covered underneath your LLC so they don't take your personal stuff. And I get that. Uh, our buddy Tracy, our friend Tracy said, uh, her why is because she wanted to keep her business separated from her personal, and again, she's a fear of, of being sued. Uh, da, 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 da. She also liked that she can have multiple um, doing business as under one LLC. Because Tracy um, is involved in lots of different... She has Simply Bio with you, and then she has her Simply Southern Crafted, and I think she did cakes at one point. I don't know. So, here's the one that I found interesting. Everyone's was fear of getting sued, right? That was that was the number one reason. And then the one person I wanted to hear from on this went the exact opposite way. So we had Corey Martin on before, and she's a lawyer. And so if anybody's going to be afraid of being sued, the lawyer would know about that. And she said no. She does sole proprietorship as doing uh, with uh, doing business as. And I asked why. And she has several reasons, but first and foremost, because of personal preference for not overcomplicating things. The liability this is, this is a little long, but the liability insulation of the LLC is usually not what people expect because it is usually quite easy for courts to pierce the corporate veil when various formalities are not perfectly adhered to. When I ran a law practice, I operated in a limited liability business form, uh, but in the reptile breeding context, I felt like it was overkill for my needs and potential risk exposure. Uh, my state was has franchise tax reporting responsibilities that apply to an LLC, but not a sole proprietorship. Dissolving a business can sometimes be more of a pain in the ass for the entity as well. If I had a partner or was doing educational events or other activities that carried more risk than breeding and selling snakes, uh, the calculus might be a little different for her, and she might go with an LLC. Corey, I just want you to know that you are now James's go-to. Uh, we have Dr. Travis Weinman for all genetic questions, and now James has Corey Martin for uh, all legal I'm go to Corey. issues. Corey's, Corey's my on-call <laughs> lawyer. Just so you know. <laughs> But I found that very interesting of all of them. The lawyer was like, no. So, Robert, I want to know your reasoning. I know you did it. Yes. Uh, so, I guess originally it was because, uh, you know, I wanted to separate the business from my personal. But for me, it's more um, growth of the business. You're not going to get any kind of any kind of – you're not going to build your credit, your business credit, because your business credit is separate from your personal credit. You're not going to build it. You're not going to get approved for anything without an LLC or an S corp or a C corp. You know, something to to show the creditors that it's more than just something you're doing out of your out of your bedroom. So, I you know, I put in I put in my response that there are several things you know that you need to build that business credit, but they all start with an LLC because that's the easiest one to get. And in Texas, where I live, it's so easy to form an LLC that there's no reason not to. I mean, I understand if you're just breeding snakes. Like uh, Corey said, but I sell a product that could knock on wood, hopefully never happens, potentially, you know, burn someone's house down if something goes yeah. wrong. Well, and, and, and you're, you're building, so I get it for multiple steps. For someone like me, who's 60, 70 snakes and they're breeding maybe up to five, six, seven litters or clutches a year. I don't see, it's not, a, I'm not going to live off of this. This is purely a hobby that pays for itself, really is what I'm aiming for. So I feel like a, an LLC is probably overkill. But in your case, you're going to possibly need business loans for a CNC machine and a yes. business loan for growing into a larger facility. And, like, and that's going to require an LLC and the proper business path 
Correct. Uh, but again, if you're just breeding snakes and you're and if you're not supporting yourself, if you're supporting yourself, I could probably see LLC because it's officially a business business. But uh, if you're still working a full time job and you're just somewhat paying for your hobby, I think an LLC is probably, like Corey said, it's probably a little overkill. Yeah, because there's, you know, when you have an LLC, you do. There's a separate. There's whole a whole another uh, set of tax rules you have to follow for the business. Um, I mean, you you basically have to have an accountant because there are so many rules that if you screw up, that you're, you're going to end up owing the government so much money. So I, I I don't if I was just doing it as a hobby, uh, and I wasn't selling something that could hurt. Like if I was selling venomous snakes, you bet I would have an LLC. Yeah, but if I was just doing it as a hobby and only doing ball pythons, I probably wouldn't either. So Margaret, do you have an LLC because of your business? So no, I'm looking into the pros and cons of it right now. Actually, it's funny that this was the question because I'm looking into the pros and cons of it right now because. Like I said earlier, when I first started this, it was just like a whatever while I was looking for jobs. And then it very, very quickly became my full-time job. And I was like, shoot. Um, but I'm looking into the pros and cons of it because, I mean, it's grown to the point that, like I joked earlier, that I feel attacked. Because like you said, you know, just doing out of your bedroom. Because my office currently is my guest bedroom in my place. Um, but it's to the point that when I buy a house later this year, one of my requirements is a reptile room. One of the other requirements is either a full garage or a full, at least partially finished basement, because I have had to play some major Tetris skills. What is this thing, a basement? I don't know what that is. Uh-huh. We, don't, we don't have those in Louisiana. I, I don't live in... This place yeah i don't live in the swamp uh i i live in the midwest where we can have basements um <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm I'm considering the pros and cons for this year because for a while i was like i'll only be doing this for a couple months and that was two years ago um so well, it's different for you this this is your yeah. job like you're not waking up going to work and then coming home and drawing and selling right, stuff out of your right, garage right this is your job no i i, I wake up at 5 30 6 o'clock and i cross the hallway to my guest bedroom and hop on my computer and start work and i work until we're not going to talk about the work hours that i put in right now because <laughs> i like to appear to be a functional human being at least on it, this podcast um, I, I would i would hate to ever figure out how much i make per hour of work because it's probably less than minimum wage it yeah i uh i was i was like that for a while i think i'm making a decent wage now because i i figured it out with a friend earlier but uh i'm one of my goals for 2021 is actually to work less than an average of 12 hours a day so (laughs) we'll see because currently i'm averaging somewhere around 14 um but uh yeah i'm i'm considering the pros and cons of it right now just because i don't sell anything that could set something on fire but unless somebody has does some really weird things that they're doing with my stickers, I don't know. I think that I think that brings other things into play at that point. Well, if you plan on if you plan on growing to the point where you're going to need to have outside investment or um, you know do business with a bank to grow, uh, having an LLC, having a Dunn's number, yeah. setting up some trade lines with you know some of the simple trade line companies that that give easy credit or net thirties. To yeah, start I'm, building your experience, your business experience, and your business done score, 
Uh, it's so simple to do. I, I just, I couldn't imagine not doing it. It's more like, I know I'm going to need to do it eventually. It's whether it makes sense <clears throat> to do it right this second. Gotcha. Because um, I just moved, I was living in Missouri. I just moved to Illinois and I was like, you know, like I just moved. I, my dining room is currently full of boxes because I, like my legal address is still in Missouri, but I just moved to Illinois. Um, uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, I just moved to a new state. I might as well just also go through all the paperwork of forming the LLC while I am getting all of my other paperwork transferred over. So, um, yeah, I'll need to do it eventually, I'm sure, with the way that I'm growing, but it's just a matter of when, essentially. So, let me ask you, and it's not too personal, at, at what point did your parents see what you do as a job and not a hobby? Okay, I'm really hoping that my mother doesn't listen to this. Um... <laughs> Because I can, I can very easily see a, your parent going, "When are you going to get a job?" And you're like, "I am. I'm selling stickers." That's yeah. That's it. Was more my grandparents actually that were doing that. My grandmother would call me. Uh, I'm not going to say which one, but one of my grandmothers <laughs> would call me on, we'll say, a relatively frequent basis and be like, "You know, how's life going? How's this? How's that? When are you going to get a job?" I'm like. <laughs> I am, I'm not going to say my grandmother's name on the weird off chance one of my family members listens to this because they'll know which grandmother it is immediately. Um, I feel like there's not that many options. I'm assuming you don't have that many options. No, but I'm just not going to say it because I call my grandmother's two different things. Um, I was just like, you know, grandmother, uh, I do, I am working a job and at the time, my, my, my partner at the time, I was out earning him. And so I was like, you know, I do have a job. I I know it sounds weird, but I sell stickers for a living. And I know they were picturing like a lemonade stand on the side of the street where I'm like, buy a sticker. <laughs> but like, no, I was not. I I have like cutting machines. Like Katie, I know you said you have a craft room. Do you have a cricket? Oh, I have a silhouette. Okay. All right. I have three cricket makers and a cricket explorer. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, three cricket makers and a cricket explorer, and I'm getting rid of the nice. explorer to get another maker. Um, nice. And when those go, when I have everything going in my office, you can't hear anything. I am already hard of hearing. You oh, can't yeah, hear anything. Yeah. I have two printers, like three, four crickets going. It's ridiculous. Um, but I don't really know when my grandparents accepted it, but my parents, my mom, I think once I told my mom the numbers like the first month what i was making and she was, she was like, like oh. oh yeah when, when, it's like, mom, I, when it's like mom i don't have to ask you for money we're good yeah, yeah that's well, what it took with, no, my, with I, my in-laws i could not ask i i have been paying for like all of my own school field trips and like my phone and so since i was in like fifth or sixth grade my i do not ask my parents for money i my, our agreement with college, I graduated debt-free, was that they would match whatever I could pay in cash, and I wasn't allowed to take out loans. So uh, my college experience was four jobs <laughs> and 18 credit hours a semester. I do not ask my parents for money. <laughs> I think if I went to my mom and was like, hey, mom, can I have $15 like ever in high school, in mid whatever, ever, my mom would just laugh and be like, sure, you can go make $15, then you'll have $15. <laughs> so <laughs> Go draw a sticker and then you can make $15. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm one of eight kids. I'm the oldest of eight kids. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's part of the reason my parents were not so, wait, exactly is it, like, is it a catholic family or 
this no. cold, nothing oh to do during the winter. Oh my question Don't all you be the hating time. on those Catholics? Leave me alone. Oh my goodness. It's, no, it's either Catholic or it's really cold in the winter and there's nothing else to do. Yikes. Like all, all those kids are born in like the summer. Yikes. You know, actually two of my sisters are born five days apart, but they're born in the winter. One of them, her oh. birthday is two days before Christmas That's- and the other one is three days Poor after kid. Christmas and then a week after that's, that is another sister's birthday. I'm going to let you infer what you will. Uh, yeah, that's because it was like the first swimsuit weekend. Yeah, my, my, uh, my dad was raised Catholic. My parents are Protestant. I think they're just crazy. So again, my, I really I'm hope one my of, mom doesn't listen to this. She'll, yeah, she'll, I'm she'll one laugh, of seven. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of seven. And my mom used to tell people she was one of the last good Catholic girls to have so many of us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm, my, I'm one of my eight. sister and brother-in-law are on four dead, right now. <laughs> I'm happy with my one. One. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like one. having two. And one I, of them's grown now. So I like having snakes. I'm very oldest. I'm the oldest. I the the youngest one of my siblings is like seven or something like that. Damn. A bunch of people just had birthdays. I'm not a terrible sister. I know my siblings' ages, but I'd have to do calculations. (laughs) I think she's like seven. So so yeah, my oldest brother. Yeah, my oldest brother is twelve years older than me, and the youngest is eight years younger than me. That's two different mothers. Yeah, you say that, but he lived with us growing up, so I include him. Um, that's still cheating like she's counting she's counting one mom and dad i assume who had eight kids that's true um that's that's a lot of work but he used to tell his friends that if he wanted like his friends in uh college and stuff they were wanting to get married and have kids he's like my parents are still doing that i'll just go home and play with kids (laughs) yeah i i (laughs) i love my siblings i did not love growing up with that many siblings because i was the built-in babysitter and now i'm yes. like you know i can't wait for my friends to have kids so i can go spoil their kids and buy them like cute stuff if people want to buy yeah. cute stuff for their kids i have kid stuff on my website but <laughs> like I, I i bought i actually bought one of my own things from my print partner to gift to a friend nice. who was having a baby and i was like i love doing this i'm so glad that i get to choose to spend this money on a kid <laughs> I will spend ridiculous amounts of money on my reptiles, but like my my thing is always like people in the reptile hobby are like, oh, like this this lizard is crazy. You need a whole room in your house. I'm like, that's what happens if you have a human kid too. I'd rather have a tegu. (laughs) Tegu's less work. It doesn't. I don't know. It can't open doors. You don't say that. You, you, you can lock a tegu in a cage and no one gets out. So, exactly. Yeah. I saw a video somewhere of a of a snake opening a door. Oh, there's a big snake on one of those lever handles and I just like so, leaned yeah. on it. Yeah, I've seen that. Anyways. I feel like that's different than a tegu gaining the sentient ability to open a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk on out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got our questions, our LLC question. That was actually pretty good. That was a lot more business talk than i was expecting there. i know uh and then uh i also asked our normal question for everybody to let us know what they saw this past week a couple of good things our buddy bill bradley talked about the venomous etiquette videos that phil wolf is going to start putting out on youtube right now he just has the intro video up but phil wolf is going to start putting out a series of videos on how to properly uh care and handle and clean and all the stuff that goes with like doing venomous snakes which means if phil does it right the videos will be super boring excellent but that's how it is phil was actually the 
last guest that Bill Bradley had on the Lizard Brain Radio. Um, it came out yesterday or the day before, I think. So it was pretty cool. Cool. It was on my it's on my list. On list it's on my list of stuff to talk about. Anyways, so. you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James. Yeah. Sean just posted that the NOLA show's canceled. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Oh, that was Josephine's birthday weekend. I was gonna yeah. celebrate with everybody. So yeah. now that was oh. actually the, the the show or not the show. The NARBC show in St. Louis was Emily from Eckelberg Exotics. That was her birthday weekend too. So she was gonna come down. We were gonna celebrate with her. Everybody's birthday weekends are getting ruined by COVID. Not mine. Texas isn't closing, Conrad. Conrad. We're good. Texas doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's Texas. It's like Australia. Exactly. There's more things that could kill you there. <laughs> the, the people are scarier than the covid yes sometimes sometimes uh so yeah I, i'm wait, i'm looking forward to the venomous etiquette videos by phil phil also did i don't know if we mentioned last time the night before christmas did an awesome rendition of the night before christmas oh yeah we watched that, that. We watched. i posted about it uh he was on the herp culture podcast he is the he is on or he is okay. yeah I didn't know if he was a permanent or and snakes and stogies and the fifteen million other things. We we listened to it in the car yesterday. We did listen to it. I stayed awake the whole time. I'm getting better. That is true. Do you remember anything from the podcast? That's enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I almost fell asleep a minute ago. I was thinking. Uh, our buddy Brandon Millchamp from the Canadian Herpticulture Podcast. Uh. He posted a clip from the Animals at Home podcast about reptiles are dangerous addiction. And uh, yeah, it basically goes into uh, the idea of people buying a reptile and kind of riding that endorphin high of getting a new reptile for a short period of time. And then it goes down and then they want to buy a new reptile. And then and so they just keep buying and buying and buying uh, and not giving the right amount of care. And and they get overwhelmed. And things happen because there's that there's a natural high that comes with getting so excited about this, waiting to get it, going to a reptile show. Because I remember before I started vending reptile show. I mean, I still get a little bit excited, but I remember a little bit excited. <laughs> but no, it's different. Like if I go to <laughs> like if I go to like Tinley for the first time, super excited. But like it's a different kind of excitement than like a herps. If I go to a herp show now, I'm not excited for the show. I'm excited because I get to go hang out with everybody. So that's oh, okay. different. That's how but like the first time I went to Daytona, you were there. I mean, I oh was my gosh. slightly excited. A little bit. I was, oh man, I didn't know what I was That was 2005. So that was, yeah. So, but there's that high that comes with that. So the whole thing talks about that idea that uh, uh, people have got it. Maybe just be a little careful. Tap, you know, tap the brakes. I feel like yourself. this is our child. I feel like what? our child gets so excited when she And then starts, you let her get reptiles. And when she starts to research And then you let things. her get reptiles. And I say no, and then I show up and there's a new reptile at the house. <laughs> we did that once. I need you to get over that and move on. So the last lizard was agreed upon before I could say no also. Why do we have to revisit this every week, James? <laughs> I don't know. Because it still lives in my house. It's either this or Kate wanting a Mexican black king steak. Like every episode God, I've so listened to, it's either you so guys bad. getting like you guys get getting your daughter a reptile, or how bad Katie wants Mexican black king steak. But so bad. Because all we're getting are freaking ball pythons. Katie, now. if you ever, if you guys ever come to a show up by St. Louis, you can come hang out with a very chill Mexican black king yes. snake named Quetzalcoatl. So I have a new friend. <laughs> 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 
I'm, I'm, I may have to go and watch that video though, because I feel like that applies to everyone at some point. In the it does. I, I'm not at that point anymore. Like I don't. When I'm buying snakes now, it's with a purpose, and it's not. And I know that if I get them, I can take care of them, and, and there's plans. Whereas I know. 15 years ago it was i want shit let's go buy shit well i've had my brazilian horn frog for almost a year and i'm still just as excited about it as i was when i got a, a giant year green booger that now makes noises <laughs> so fun i thought there was a i thought the so behind our house they have these little ankle biter dogs and you can hear them barking from the yard but it's from the yard like a ways away from our door through the door in the house so it's kind of muted and one of them so sounds I, super weird so i thought it was the dogs barking and Katie yells at me to come in there, and apparently it's the freaking frog I've been hearing. It's so cool. So we're guessing did, it's a male. I had to look up YouTube videos to make sure that that is what it sounded like, just to double check. Ants Canada, of all things. I love Ants Canada. Actually had a really cool frog video. Yes, Ants Canada is an awesome YouTube channel. They are. But like with, uh, with buying reptiles, you also have to remember that like my like a, a Mexican black king snake can live what to like twenty. 20 yeah. years or something yes. like like it's akin okay. to buying like there are parrots that i had a parrot for a little bit she she unfortunately had a neurological visit uh neurological condition and passed away um but like when you buy a parrot people are like be really careful because this thing requires a lot of attention and it lives for like you know if it's a kong you're like 30 years if it's a you know an african gray or macaw it's out, you, know, out. you have to Give put it, it in your somebody. will but the thing with reptiles is like it'll live 20 years but it lives in a box so people are like oh it's it's fine but like if you buy a bunch of those boxes it takes up a lot of space and a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of care requirements and you have to think about the longevity of these animals too that you know if you're you know i'm i'm 22 i'm okay with buying a snake that could live to 20 30 years but you know, there are a lot of people who buy, you know, tortoises that live to crazy, crazy long lifespans. And yes, I, I know I have them in my backyard. Yep. <laughs> it just, yeah, you got to think about the longevity of these animals too, and think about how long you'll have that, you know, fifty hundred dollar snake that you just bought if you want it to have a good quality of life, anyway. Well, and it's funny because the way people that have dogs and cats look at you when you have snakes, or, and, you know, um, I always tell folks, you know, I've got 60 snakes and they'll go and they'll talk about their two dogs. Like your two dogs probably take more attention. But in reality, you think about it. If if you're a responsible snake owner and you plan on keeping them, if you have pets, I get if you're a breeder and you and you end up selling some breeders as you don't need them anymore. I get that. But if you have pets. You're actually making a bigger commitment buying a snake than you are buying a dog. Yeah, they live for longer. I mean, I've got two rainbow boas that are 17 years old, and they can live for another 17 years if taken care of. So, I mean... And, like, if especially if you want them to be handleable, like, I take Katsy out, my Mexican black king snake, I take him out, you know, on a regular basis to keep him handleable, and he's, you know, hook-trained and all that, um, because I... You know, and if you have something like a, a, a boa constrictor, like I'm getting my boa Axuma, like she, it, you have to take the time to train them kind of like a dog, but it's not quite as fun as training a dog to go fetch. You have to train not bite, which isn't as, it's a fun game, but it's not as immediately rewarding of a game. It's just nothing happens. Um, so let me ask you, do you enjoy Aztec history or is it just because they're both from Central America? You get them <laughs> that? It's, 
twofold. Um, <laughs> all of my pets are named after deities. So I have Axuma, which is a shortened version of Axumama, which is a Incan potato goddess, because uh, my friend said that she looks like a potato. Um, I have Quetzalcoatl, because it's a rainbow serpent, and Mexican black king snakes are known for their iridescent underbellies. Um, somebody actually told me, they're like, that's a waste of the name Quetzalcoatl on a black snake. I was like, excuse you, he's iridescent and gorgeous. <laughs> um, he shines like a rainbow, damn it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have so many pictures of his, of his belly scales right after he shed, because I'm like, he's so pretty. Um, that's why, like, the backpacks that I made are holographic. Like, they're they're all rainbow oh, for the Mexican Black King Snake ones because. Oh yeah, you didn't notice that? Yeah, no. oh, I just yes. posted an update of the holographic material for those. The the fire bellied newt and the Mexican Black King Snakes are holographic because they're they're like shiny and pretty. Um, and my garter snakes are Lug, which is a uh, it's a Celtic trickster because it's a hybrid garter, so it kind of tricks you on what a what it is because it's not quite a checkered it's not quite a it's not quite a plains and it's not quite a ribbon snake uh and then ramses because he is an over dramatic ruler of the enclosure <laughs> and i thought that was fitting for the name of a pharaoh which are technically deified rulers so i it's a workaround Kinda. but it counts so I mean, they get their own pyramid it, it makes sense he does have a sphinx in his enclosure uh, he has a Sphinx and Lug. I couldn't find any Celtic stuff, so I put a whiskey barrel in there. Um, and uh, Ramses has a little like uh, Aztec temple in his. So they're all themed because I, again, I don't have kids, so I get to spend money on my reptiles and make all their enclosures, display enclosures. So they're all DPs. I do want to go back quick. So we we, we kind of just like glanced over the backpacks. I didn't really talk about them in detail because I, I want to mention how, like, one they're they're a big backpack. Oh yeah, I mean it's not it's not like the size of like a like a like one that can hold like a big laptop, but it holds my it holds both my iPads because I have I have one that I draw on and one that I use for work stuff. Um, holds both my iPads. It hold I have a picture. On my of a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and... of everything that it holds. It holds my Switch. It holds my Switch case, if I want to put that in there. It holds all of my cords. Like, when I go for an overnight trip, I just bring my Bearded Dragon bag. Um, I'm waiting for the samples to come in, because I'm using the Tegu bag as my daily bag after they come in. Um, but I pack... Like, I can pack one or two days' worth of clothes, plus my iPad, plus, like all of my like really small toiletries in there, like a small amount of makeup and like travel size, uh, like airplane, airplane safe, you know, uh, shampoo and conditioner and all that. Like that is my overnight bag. I specifically made it big enough to fit a medium sized tablet and a bunch of other stuff because I hate having bags that can't hold everything that I need, but I didn't want it to be so big that it would be denied going into stores because some stores don't let you have large backpacks instead of a purse. So Yeah, it's it's bigger than like the itty bitty back cute backpacks people will wear. Right. But it's smaller than an actual backpack. Right. And and, and the price, like it's it's only it's eighty five dollars, which is it's not a lot when you look at and what that, it is. That eighty five dollars for the states includes shipping. So they're actually seventy five. It's ten dollars to ship it. So they're seventy five plus ten dollars shipping for the states. Seventy five plus mean, twenty dollars shipping overseas. Like I, and I, I try to keep it affordable. 
well, there's obviously tons of lizards. There's, there's the blue tongue skink. I like the axolotl with the the frilled gills, That's but they all have legs right and now. tails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're. They're really cool. Like that's uh, people yeah. need to go check that out. It's it'd be a great gift, especially like, I mean, adults for sure, but kids will love it. Oh yeah, it's a cool. Bag. I there's 15 different bags and 21 different wallets. So uh, yeah, you can get a bag and a wallet, two different animals, yep. mix them together. Yep. Yeah. I uh, there are some that are wallets that aren't bags. Like there's a boa constrictor wallet. There's a crocodile skink wallet. There's a um uh. Uh, emerald tree boa wallet there's a gargoyle gecko wallet for like some lesser like some some less popular reptiles that didn't quite i know the kenyan sand boas didn't even make the cuts for the wallets because I, I i i i did a poll and i like they never got high enough to make a wallet for them maybe when i do i want to do some more in the future so, next time you do a poll i'm going to post that in a kenyan sambo group and i'll get it do it i mean i i actually get a lot of my like a lot of my traffic comes from people that post my stuff in facebook groups like not to be dramatic but i die for this reptile that group is that comes through for me a lot because my stuff gets shared there and people are like this is the cutest shit i've ever seen and then my my sales spike for the next three hours and i'm like oh which group shared this well some of these the de- some of the details on them i really really like so I, the green iguana it's got the little dewlap and it's got the little bumps on his head and the legs and the tail that's awesome uh, the chameleon's got the curly tail hanging down. I just posted actually on my Twitter and on the Kickstarter page. Um, I posted an update because I got a photo from my manufacturer of the chameleon bag, and it looks so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> and the tegu, what? I'm I'm gonna die when I get to use the tegu bag because it's. Well, I, I love the crocodile with its little overbite because he's got the little teeth hanging yeah. down. <laughs> so they're really so. Anyway, so back to. Back to things that people posted this week. Sorry, I, I, got back just, back. I, just, I just keep bringing us off topic with, with cute bags and, <laughs> and other reptile shit. Uh, Lance Kirkman posted a video. I actually watched this. It was Dave Coffin's video. It was another one of him at Ron St. Pierre. We talked about one of him at Ron St. Pierre's last week where they were looking at um, bearded dragons housed outside. This was at Ron St. Pierre's showing off what I have always thought should be a bigger reptile in the hobby. And Dave thinks will be a big one, especially now that it has morphs and all these colors. But the giant, the Cuban nitinoles, um, Ron St. Pierre has several morphs and colors. And uh, for someone who wants a chameleon, but doesn't have the ability, which is most people, the ability to properly take care of a chameleon. Um, the Cuban nitinoles, Ron St. Pierre is saying you keep them basically the same way you would keep a Cresty or a lychee. You just give them UV light. That's the only difference. They'll eat the same food out of the bags, mix the food up for them. Um, and if anybody has this video, go check out Dave Coffin. I mean, they're bright blue and yellow, and it, it's crazy. Um, I love that was good stuff. I, I, it's great stuff. I put his stuff on the back, like on in the background while I work on a regular basis. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, there was one more. It was DM Exotics. So uh, Dan Malay from DM Exotics, he is retiring and moving to. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Indonesia? No. I don't know. Hey, I'm just going to go with Asia. I should know this because I watched the video and I can't remember where he's moving. Mm-hmm. But he's moving over there. And uh, he was over there visiting before he came back over here, I guess, to tie up some stuff. And he bought a giant like ATV that he's going to use to go around the jungle and find snakes. Which just sounds really freaking awesome. 
to know that he's just going to be riding around in the jungles of Asia on an ATV looking for snakes in the wild. Sounds like a pretty good retirement. Yep. That's, that's my retirement. That's what I want to do. I just want someone give me an ATV in a jungle and I'm good. But uh, so those were the videos from this week. That was our question from this week. Uh, and then I know Katie had some stuff on paper here. I know. I wrote stuff down. You, you kind of prepared while we were doing the podcast. But well, still. I had it in my brain. I just needed to write it down. <laughs> um, so a couple of YouTube things that I found this week because, you know, I've, I've been trying. So now go- you have a TV that has YouTube on it in your craft room. You can I know. Over. We actually watched an episode of Bloods by Design with our friend April. I did yes. too. Um, your previous co-host. Did, did you watch the one on uh, Mites? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. uh, that's your Katie. I, I didn't know who you're talking to. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm I, with her. He's I, the one that put it on the TV. Um, so that was actually a really yeah. great video. I even texted her about it. I need to like, get some frontline hey. spray. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but I, I really like how informative she is, and it's you know, always great to see another woman in the hobby. So. I'm Even gonna, if she doesn't want to be on my podcast anymore, April. Shut up. Leave her alone. <laughs> um, and then also there was a, another vendor from the Herp Show, uh, Brittany with Goliath Arachnids. She's really cool. She has a really cool YouTube channel. I need to watch that. And she, uh, our, our buddy Sean Gray actually shared the video and that's how I found the link. But she rehomed some of her tarantulas. And of course, tarantula people. Re- well, Rehomed. Not rehomed. She she upgraded their enclosures. Sorry. Thank you. She upgraded their enclosures and they're tarantulas. That's that's all I can tell you. She uses scientific names. She's got one of everything. She, I mean, they were really cool, but I loved the fact that she wore gloves. I love the fact that she actually had this cup. It looked like the top half of a two liter Coke bottle. Like it had a little spout with a twistlet. It easily could have been. It could have been. Um, she had a fancy name for it, which I apologize. I'm really tired. My my day is starting to catch up with me. Even if she wasn't tired, she still wouldn't know the name. Um, I did watch the whole video, and I even watched it a second time because our daughter watched it with me. So that was really cool. But what, listening to her explain things, and she was like, "Don't freak out if they spaz out. This is what you can expect. This is how we move them." I mean, it wasn't like reach and grab this tarantula and and go from there. Like she she had it down and she had everything ready to go. It was just really great the way that she had it set up. I actually am hoping maybe she'll be on our podcast one week. Um, cause she's just a really cool person. So yeah, she's got a lot of really cool. Uh, she really does. So that was those were two. And then of course you have uh, Bill Bradley's Lizard Brain Radio. Yeah. Which I feel I've actually been watching it. Bill in one of his five million podcasts. Yes, I've actually been watching it on Facebook because they go live on Facebook and you can comment and you can interact. Our buddy Joe does that as well. Um, yeah, we're not live with y'all because we don't want to hear y'all talk to us. So that's not true. Could be. I would not be able to focus. I would focus even less than I already focus now, and we just can't have that. Plus, we don't want to have to put. Robert's cameras. face on the camera. No. I don't want to put my face on the camera. I'm in pajamas. <laughs> I'm also in pajamas. It's I also didn't brush my teeth today or anything. I haven't done anything without brushing my teeth and eat. So <laughs> I look like a crazy person. Look at the. I came home and took a shower and then put on pajamas. I look pajamas. like a fat Unabomber right now. 
Oh, Robert. Oh. I've worked from oh home even God. since before the pandemic, and people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, like you guys are making fun of me, saying, like, oh, you get to sit at home in your pajamas all day. Now you're asking me for help? And I'm like, no, I get up, I get dressed, I go to my office, and I do work just like you. My office just happens, like, my commute is, like, 10 feet. Stop making yeah. fun of me. I still look like a decent human being. Not right now. I just got I got done with two hours of dealing with cell service carriers, and I got home, and I was like, I'm putting on dinosaur-themed pajama pants, and I'm going to go record this podcast. So We appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, one of the other things on our on our discuss, I'm really starting to enjoy our discussion group, our Reptile Gumbo Podcast discussion group, because it's getting several posts kind of yeah, daily I'm now. Enjoying it too. Uh, Scott Borden post, he, Scott Borden posted a thing. It was top five husbandry areas to improve in 2021. Uh, so for anybody who kind of doesn't really do uh, New Year's resolutions, but you want to have some like New Year's goals, here were some good ones he had. Uh, humidity. Uh, humidity is a is a big one, and it's an easy one to fix. I think in a lot of situations we've talked about it before. Uh, bedding changes could really you know switch over to like a cocoa bedding. Um, and he really points out you know even if you have a desert species of snake, uh, a lot of these things in the wild are finding these microclimates that are humid. They're getting underneath stuff or in burrows that hold humidity. So you need to give them some form of humidity every now and then just to help with shedding and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was number five, humidity. His fourth thing to improve was temperature and lighting. He kind of put all that together. Uh, that's somewhere I think everybody can improve somewhere in their collection, uh, especially if you have lizards. There's always improvement for lighting. That's what freaks me out about the idea of getting my like my gecko. That's why I'm putting it downstairs because it's I it's like the only place I can put it where it's not by a heat vent. That I'm not worried about the humidity and temperature of it getting all all weird because yeah. the, the humidity needs of geckos freak me out and I'm, I'm I'm so nervous about that but I'm setting it all up before I get the gecko to make sure I can keep the humidity and everything stable with my misting system and see like with my uh, my bigger snakes and my rainbow boas and all my bigger snakes and cages I just make humidity hides I take rubber made tubs cut a hole in it and I just oh, soak same. the bedding on the inside and it stays nice and humid and then come in and out and Dollar Tree is my best friend when it comes to humidity hides because yes, they is. sell like packs of Tupperware containers that yeah. I have like seven of them sitting in my room right now. I don't have seven reptiles, but I just have them just in case. And and I can tell folks, so obviously my daughter got a gecko. She got a fat tail gecko and we bought a, a hide for it, but it's one of the ones that has the built-in humidity sponges on the top and you can open it and soak the sponge and then close it and so it's humidity hide. Which, by the way, we need to soak that sponge again. Uh, I did the other night. Oh, then never mind. But what I did when we got it was I I glued cork uh, to the outside of it to cover it up to make it so it's not just a black hide. And then I took some air plants and we uh, silicone air plants to it. So I was just thinking, go to the Dollar Tree and buy some cheap rubber-made tubs. People go, people go, oh, it's not pretty. You can cover it with stuff. You're allowed yeah. to cover it with stuff. My uh, so. my Mexican black king snake for the longest time. I actually have a photo up on my Twitter of him realizing he was too big for it. Um, but his baby humidity hide was like a little tiny one from IKEA that fit underneath his pyramid hide, and it you could not tell that there was a humidity hide in there. I still haven't quite figured out how I'm going to cover his current one. I want to <laughs> get I want to get a 3D hide printed for when he gets too big for his current one, but I haven't figured out where I'm getting it from yet. But you can totally get small ones that you can hide under other hides. So 
Your next business expense needs to be a 3D printer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't. T- I've looked at it. I looked at that, and I looked at. I haven't gotten my first stimulus check, but I'm I'm getting my second one. It's really Which weird. CNC machine. Yeah, I looked at getting like a a wood like laser cutter, but I was like, I have one guest bedroom with two computers, four monitors, four crickets, two printers. Did I say that? Two computers, four. Yeah, all that plus two stock closets. I cannot fit a glow f- like anything in my current apartment my apartment is like work and a living room and i technically and some, have a bedroom now but. and some of that shit costs as much as a car you're making like monthly payments like you would on yeah. a car yeah like laser engravers all that yeah, stuff i thought it, i really have thought about it but i'm like you know there's not enough of a reason to right now so i will i will abstain from getting it for now but if i ever get into like stuff where i need to do stuff that might be my next next business yeah. expenses, like a, a 3D printer. And James, you can't look at it like that because you have to look at a business expense as a business expense, not as what it would cost you for a car or a house note. Because, like, like with me, yes, but I'm not right. a business. So I've got to look right, at it. But as if a you're buying note. a Glowforge, you would be like her. She'd be buying it as a business, so she's going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. is this something that's going to pay for itself? Like me, you know, a fifty thousand dollars CNC machine will pay for itself in a month. You know, I don't. I don't look at it as I just. We, I just we put get 50 it. Grand. We get it, Daddy. No, no I mean, not even close, bud. <laughs> that was that was me when I bought my first cricket. I I like a cricket is like when I, the first one that I bought, I bought for like 150 bucks or 200 bucks or something like that, and I put off buying it for so long. I was hand cutting stickers for like Screw the first that. two weeks of my Etsy shop launching. I now have a like a website that I run stuff off of, but. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend 150 bucks. That thing paid for itself in the first afternoon mm-hmm. that I bought it. I was like, this was yeah. such a good purchase. That's why I have four of them now because there are magnets that take like over an hour to cut 18 of them. So I, I it is totally worth it for me to have four of them. That's Thank we, you very much. I will. That's a very worth business worthwhile business expense. All of my decals that go on my racks, we were having someone else make them, and it just got to where. Uh, it made more sense to go buy a cricket, and I don't know yep. the one my wife bought was not the cheap one, but she makes all my stickers now, and now she's doing shirts and yep. all kinds of stuff. Yep. So it, for me, it was it was a no brainer. Yeah, it's I I mean I make all of my stickers and magnets in house, so um, so I yeah I have a silhouette because I had a, a friend of mine who did, so I had the program already downloaded on my computer, and I just had visitation rights to the machine whenever I needed to use it. <laughs> And so I was already familiar with programs, so when I got one, that's what I decided to get. I have the Cricut Makers because I need to be able to cut magnets, and I have to buy, I have to buy like, a special blade housing. And I have, I currently have a bag of about 20 blades because, like, these are blades that can cut through balsa wood. Um, but I go through them at such a high quantity that, it, like, last at the end of last year, they were on sale for, like, five bucks off. And I was like... I will go through 20 of these things in two to three months. I'm totally buying 20. Like 20 was the max I could buy. I was like, I'm going through these. I have 4,500 greeting cards sitting in the closet next to me right now. Like I go through a lot because I make a lot of my stuff in-house. That's how we are with CNC bits. Uh, A a bit set will cut about a hundred sheets of PVC and I'll, I'll run through a hundred sheets in a week. And those bits are 350 bucks each. Yeah, mine's not quite that expensive, but uh, I also make much smaller items than right. I do. <laughs> My blades are like 15, 20 bucks each, but I'll run through, you know, with 
with three crickets that take those blades, I'll run through usually about one of them per machine per week with how many magnets we're cutting. Damn. I buy my sheets of magnet material now in like sets of 300 because I just go through them so fast. So I, I buy my, I buy my, uh, vinyl that I use to laminate everything in <laughs> 24 inches by 50 yard rolls and I go through one of those every month or so so a little bit nuts a little bit crazy so we got sidetracked again but that was good I enjoyed that <laughs> I, I, uh, I apologize I do no, don't my apologize. ADHD meds have worn off for the day I'm useless when it comes to staying on topic <laughs> I was honestly afraid. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm talking about tonight. Because I was like, I don't know if we'll have enough. But we're good. <laughs> so number number three on uh, Scott Borden's list of things to improve for 2021 was diet. Which I will admit, I'm guilty of being lazy on diet. Like, I feed all my shit rats and mice just because it's easier. But I do, I do applaud the folks who give their snakes and lizards and whatever a varied diet. Uh, that's just not me. I, I know I'm not going to do it. So I, I apologize, Scott. Uh, as great as an idea that is. I'm not going to do it. I have, a, I have a breeder friend who gives me her stillborn geckos and snakes to feed to my Mexican black king snakes to recycle those calories. Nice. So I'm looking for if, if anybody, for some reason, is listening to this, that's a, a bunny breeder in the St. Louis area that wants to work out a deal for stillborn bunnies. I am currently looking for that for my boa constrictor, but I haven't found one yet. So, okay. So here's what you need to do. You need to reach out to 4-H or Ooh. FFA in the local area right. and search for uh, and look for rabbit shows and search for f- Facebook groups for meat rabbits. Yes. I will do that. Um, yeah. Cause I just, I, okay. I agreed to take this bow constrictor <clears throat> and she's on rats right now, but I'm like in, you know, six months to a year, I'm going to need to get her on rabbits and I can buy. You don't have to. I, yeah. I would like to, when she, I did it for a while. We did for ones. a while, and we even, but we'll even supplement. We actually know someone who breeds rabbits, and every now and then she's like, "I, I left a bag on your doorknob, and we'll, we'll come home." Well, yeah, that's that was. I think I told this report. That's where I found out how many rabbits I can kill before I feel like a monster. <laughs> yeah. How many is it, Jamie? Yeah, well, that's why Which I want to find a breeder because like, I'm gonna four. breed rabbits. Four. I just wanna, I wanna okay. recycle them. People hate yeah. that word recycle, but like that's what you're doing. Like, what else is it going to do? It's going to go into oh, yeah. the trash. It's going to go into a landfill. I'd rather recycle those calories. She'd leave me bags of like frozen stillborns, uh, and then also would just bring me like adults that had teeth that were messed up or ears yeah. that were messed up that wouldn't do well in show. So I'm thinking, man, this rabbit sold as a pet. It's like fifty bucks, and I'm just here killing it, and feeding it to a snake. Oh yeah, because she had like top of the line. And my snake yeah. enjoyed the taste very good, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I don't want to, I don't want to find any rabbits. Like, I'm fine with feeding jumbo rats or whatever, but like, if I feed rabbits, I want them to be recycled. That's my thing, is like. Oh, yeah. No, I, I fed like two pound rabbits. I had a big uh, eight foot plus female. And, uh, and and they were free, which like, if they weren't free, I'd have fed. I've been feeding her, you know, one rat a week or whatever, or every other week. But uh, yeah, I found out four is the number of rabbits I can kill myself before I feel like I'm a horrible person. Mine is zero. Mine is <laughs> mine is zero. I buy all my stuff pre-killed, frozen. I am an, I can't even kill spiders. Like I see a spider in my house, and I'm like, "Hi, little friend. We're gonna put you in a cup and put you outside." I can't. Sorry, I, th- I think. I'm, well, I think the the uh, the <laughs> likelihood of a spider increases with the less clothes I have on. Of death of the spider. Yeah. <laughs> 
the less clothes I have on, the more likely it is to die. You can't if I'm fully clothed, door. yeah. If I'm fully clothed, all right, we're gonna catch you. We're gonna put you outside. But if I'm getting out of the shower completely naked, I'm sorry, dude. You're dead. You you chose the wrong <laughs> time for me to see you. I you know if I got I usually if I got underwear on, them. it's a toss up. Like I usually don't even I okay. I also live in an area where I'm not really worried about any like any venomous spiders appearing on my wall but like if i see a spider on my wall i usually don't bug it but like i'm that person that people call like in my college dorm like years ago i was the person that people would call with a high-pitched scream and be like come move this and i just go pick it up and put it outside and they're like you're so brave i'm like no i just don't have a problem with things that have more than four legs but sure yeah like roaches that's where I draw the line. Yeah, we, I kill roaches. James and I. James well, I, and I, I, I don't kill roaches. James, kill roaches. yes. James will call me. I will come kill the roach <laughs> while he is making loud noises I, in the other room. I don't make loud noises. I had a bad experience with a kid. I had a roach follow me once, not knowing it was a roach. And without a, out of instinct, I slapped my neck. And then oh, it no. goofed, like, oh. I, I just, I can't. I can't do it. He's like stuttering and shaking. <laughs> having flashbacks. Off. My best friend growing up had, like, she kept... It's like thinking back, she's my first introduction to uh, exotic pets. She kept Madagascar hissing cockroaches. See, I can do at that. Like, at like seven years old, that's what she wanted as a pet. And yeah. I handled those, and I think that's why I don't have a problem with three. I don't have a problem with roaches. I also had a mother that raised me, and when I was four, she taught me how to properly catch a snake without hurting it. So shout out to my well, mom. My, my kid at three wanted hissing cockroaches. I can do hissing cockroaches. I can do dubious. I can't do native roaches or like German roaches or red runners. Is it the size like, or is it just – No, it's it's the greasy, nasty roach look. Like uh, dubious, they're bigger, they're thicker, they're slower – Hissers, they're bigger, they're thicker, they're slower. It's the greasy, nasty little like garbage roach. I can't. <laughs> I can't do yeah, James, That's, James I won't and kill them, but I will flush them. Earwigs. Our daughter found one the other day. It freaked the fuck oh, out. Oh, she she was not a fan. Actually, it was a swordfish. Oh, I looked at it was. It was a swordfish. It wasn't earwig, and she freaked out. I had to. I killed it. But, uh, I didn't want to. Don't want it to eat your book. The glue in your book because that's what they one eat. of my best friends that's does. Cool. Like like custom like. She specializes in entomology, and so like we talk all the time about like what her limits are because she does like custom tarantula backpacks as her job, and she's like, I love spiders, I love looking at them, I cannot hold them. Her one experience holding a stag beetle, it like chomped onto her finger and wouldn't let go. Oh. She's like, I love them so much, I will not touch them. So I get, <laughs> I get being okay with bugs and still not wanting. Them. I've got an awesome. On my desk here in my, in my snake room, I've got an awesome jumping spider, but I have I yet to hold one. her. I want, I want a jumping, I want an arachnid, oh. but my best friend is like, like, please, I am asking you as your best friend, please never get an arachnid. And I'm like, I will make the sacrifice for you, just for you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my jumping spider is about the size of a quarter and it's awesome. So, so all right, let me let me hurry through this real quick because we're coming up on two hours. And I want to make sure we get everything in real quick. Uh, number two on Scott Borden's thing was hydration, which is vitally important. He's talked about it before. When people talk about uh, shedding issues with snakes, it's not always a humidity issue. Uh, sometimes it's just a hydration issue. And I, and I've got to get better at changing waters. Like I, I will I will let it go a little longer. Like it won't look. There, I will, I'll definitely change it if there's poop or pee something in there. But sometimes like that little film that you kind of get on there. I, 
I gotta change water more get often. Get garter snakes. They will remind you to change water every single day <laughs> because they will drag all of their substrate into their water. I, every day I check on my garters. I'm like, you assholes. Yep. You absolute baby, assholes. Baby corn snakes will do that too. <laughs> yes. Well, they dunk it. And then, uh, and then Scott's fifth or for number one thing was space, uh, which, uh, yes. I agree, but I still like racks, so people can hate me for that. But a properly sized rack, I think, is still is still good. I spoil mine. My two foot long Mexican black king snake is at a, a thirty six by eighteen by eighteen, and I'll probably upgrade him when he gets to be three and a half feet long. But again, I don't have kids, and I'm not a breeder, so. See, like my tortoises, I've got my tortoises outside. They're in like a fifty by forty pen in the backyard, and uh, tons of space. Um, I'm not like those crazy people that put a diaper on it and let it and force it to roam my house. I, I hate when people do that with ducks too. It doesn't make any sense. With ducks? Yes. Oh, you haven't seen that? Yeah. People do that with ducks because no. they want ducks I'm to not... be indoor pet. Have you ever seen no. a duck? No. It is the yes. worst. I'm not wiping a duck's ass. No. It's, it's not happening. Duck diapers are a thing, and my mother and I send photos back and forth of people because my parents have ducks. Oh, it, we laugh at it all the time. But I don't. I didn't That's... know that people put tortoises and diaper that's oh they do why and also this is the time of year we start to get the stupid videos of people letting the tortoise walk around in the snow and they they'll oh, post the video no. with the caption of don't yell at me he enjoyed it or he wasn't out there that long shut the fuck up that tortoise is from from africa it is never walking in the snow in the wild just because your tortoise walked in the snow did not mean it enjoyed it assholes yep. it, that's a pet peeve it, with humans, we can ask, but did you die? And it's kind of a joking thing. <laughs> you should not ask that to your reptiles. Like, you should oh, put mean, your like, reptiles through shit and then be like, well, it didn't die. Like, yeah, but it wasn't good for its care either. The amount of heat you zapped out of its body just by putting it on snow is insane. Yeah, they're, they're ectotherms. Don't do that to them, please. Oh, no, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> but I've already seen like four or five videos in the past two weeks because it's that time of year. But I love that people have now got to the point where they like, they they preface it with don't yell at me well they don't fucking do it like i don't i'm gonna yell at you because you're an idiot uh anyways space that, that one pissed me off that that got me <laughs> got me excited uh let's see i was trying to see if there's anything real quick before we went there was some uh some cool posts this week um where was the one? Oh, the one with the gar or the uh gariel shade or false gariel i think uh, scratching its neck. Oh, I just saw that one. I was scrolling through the the reptile gumbo page. It's, yeah, I love it. I love that one. Uh, oh, I posted a picture of it being forty degrees outside and eighty-one degrees in my tortoise barn. I'm super excited that I've gotten it to where my tortoise barn stays. I think it was twenty-eight degrees last night and seventy-eight degrees in my tortoise barn. So, I just that excites me because I was really afraid they were going to get too cold. Um, oh, there's some awesome pictures that you might want to check out of glowing geckos. Oh, I saw like those black light geckos. Those are really awesome. Uh, where was there was something else I don't want to show? I wanted to talk about. And I can't remember is it what it was. The, is it the world's earliest python that was? Uh, I mean, that was I think we were talking about, Oh no, I know what it was. I, I shared uh, a bite from. It was a post of a bite from a hog nose. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the snake that everybody goes, "Oh, it's interesting. You're fine." Yeah, but. uh I didn't see if anybody's Travis wondering what happens when you get bit, go check that out. That's some that's an option. I don't say it happens to everybody, but I'm saying it could happen. Yeah, if you've never experienced anaphylactic shock, it's it's uh it's not fun. I can promise you that. <laughs> I'm 
I'm getting, I got to name a new line of hognoses that is being worked on right now. And the, the girl that's breeding them offered to give me one of them. Cause I, I named the line of them, the line bread trait. Uh, and I'm like, I want one, but I also don't know if I'm allergic to hognose bites. And I'm like, and you don't want to find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that was one of the reasons I didn't keep I, I tried it once. Besides the fact that their poop smells god-awful, uh, I didn't want to get bit. Yeah. And then I'll ever realize, well, it's got to chew on you. Not always. Like, millions of years of evolution have gotten them pretty good at getting those fangs into prey. So. But, anyways, that was that was all I had. I know Robert's got to is busy because he's busy selling racks. Yeah, I, got, I got somebody coming to pick one up at 8 o'clock, which is six minutes from now. So, I want to try and wrap this up so Robert can make his money, because that's important. Yeah, I have work stuff I gotta do after this, because I got stuck at the cell phone bullshit for so long. So, Margaret, if people want to get a hold of you, and they want to buy your awesome backpacks, or stickers, or wallets, or all the other amazing things you have, What's the best way? So I have a website. It's terratigerstudio.com. And that's T-E-R-A, tiger like the animal, studio.com. Um, I'll share that over on our Facebook page and the group also. Rad. I also, so. I have a Facebook page. It's Terra Tiger Studio. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. I'm really terrible at forgetting the fact that Instagram exists, but I'm working on it. I'm technically on the habit, TikTok. Get in the habit of posting on there and you can click that little link that automatically send that post to your facebook so if you go ahead and post on twitter it'll post on facebook yeah, I for have, you i have a thing now that that does that for me um that i'm, nice. I'm working on but yeah i'm on i'm on twitter i'm on facebook i have my website uh i have i technically still have an etsy don't use my etsy it's it there's not <laughs> as much on there the prices aren't as good like it's just for people that haven't seen my stuff before so insider trick use my website things ship faster and there's more stuff to choose from on there so yeah it's it's tarot with one r yep. t-e-r-a t-e-r-a tiger. tiger like the animal studio.com yep dot com yep and there's a bunch of new stuff going up because like i said i'm off i'm not off i'm working crazy <sighs> hours right now but i'm not shipping stuff out until the 20th so uh there's a ton of new stuff going up i have um, a bunch of new leopard geckos going up i have um a pack of stickers and magnets both going up with all 36 geckos on the island of new caledonia which includes like lychees and crested geckos and gargoyle geckos and chameleon geckos and stuff like that um those valentine's day greeting cards if you need last minute valentine's day gifts so yeah and these pins these pins are really awesome people like those crocodile skinks uh gargoyle geckos blue tongue skinks red tail boas yeah so there's 29 pins up for pre-order right now the bags aren't shipping out until probably around april uh waiting just to see with covid and everything but yeah terratigerstudio.com and i've got a ton of stuff there and you'd be supporting a small business that <laughs> also loves reptiles so <laughs> that is awesome i definitely suggest you do that and i have a feeling we're going to be doing that soon <laughs> So, uh, Robert, if you want to get a hold of you and give you that stimulus money, www.lsreptileracks.com or on Instagram, Facebook, Lone Star Reptile Racks. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My cell phone number's on there. Uh, I take phone calls sometimes at two in the morning lately, it's been. Uh, I don't take those phone calls. You don't want to talk to me at two in the morning. But I get I usually wake up in the morning to several messages lately, which is okay. Um, I just, you know, 
have quit answering them in the middle of the night. So yeah, I'm easy to get a hold of. And if you want to get a hold of me, it's simply serpents on Facebook or simply underscore serpents on Instagram or our uh, for the podcast, it's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome podcast. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you, uh, Katie. Was super, she showed me the the bags like a month ago, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, then reach out and see if she can come on." And then yeah, Katie. Uh, she, Katie saw the bags and was like, "Hey, can I shoot you like a <laughs> private message?" And I was thinking she had a question about the bags, and she was like. Can you come on a podcast? And I was like, fuck yeah, I can come on a podcast. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And oh, yeah. super quick. If people, uh, if anybody has like a reptile shop and wants to carry my stuff at their shop, I'm pushing more into <clears> wholesale <throat> stuff in 2021. So shoot me a message because I've got a whole catalog of stuff that's not even in the shop that people are welcome to order for wholesale stuff. And What if somebody so, wanted yeah. to buy a wholesale from you and sell it at reptile shows? You'd be good with that too? Hey, that was, uh, hey, hey, that's already my plan. Shut up. I'm talking about that. I'm I have had people ask that. I don't, I don't, I actually have had people ask that and do shows uh, as long as my, you know, as long as my uh, branding is still on there and people aren't claiming like I made these stickers. Right. Like, yeah, welcome. Because I can't hit the whole country. I'm not going down to Louisiana <laughs> right now. I have too much shit to do up here. So hit that's, me up if you want to carry was, stuff at shows too. So that was already my plan when we when we hung up off of here. I was gonna hit you up for that. So well, shut up, Robert. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Margaret, thanks for coming on. Yeah. It was a great show, uh, and we will talk to everybody next week see ya bye bye, bye.